All views expressed in the Heritage Science Podcast are the opinions of individuals and do not represent CIHA or any of its partner institutions. Hello, this is Hayley. We're at the second international conference on science and engineering and arts, heritage and archaeology. And we're recording a special episode of the podcast from the conference. So we hope you enjoy hearing what the delegates think about the event that CIHA students have spent a long time planning. Where have you come from today? Royal Armouries, Fort Nelson, just outside Portsmouth. Well, I work here. I work at the University of Oxford. I come from uh, UCL, the Institute for Sustainable Heritage. I came from London, actually. I'm doing my traineeship at the VNA, specialising in preventive conservation, as I'm a student in the University of Porto in the Museum Studies Masters. London, big old London town. I've come from UCL, from London. I've come from the Bodleian Library, just down the road. UCL, Institute for Sustainable Heritage. I'm from Greece and I work in Cyprus at the Digital Heritage Research Lab. And what's been your favourite part of the conference so far? There's lots of great presentations and posters, but I think meeting uh, new people and it's really good as a conservator to see the higher level analytical side and what's happening with the digital imaging within conservation science is very interesting. The diversity of the talks and uh, the conversations and the dinner, it was excellent. I really enjoyed the workshops and the breakout sessions so far. Which ones did you go to? I went to the Oxford Heritage Walk and I did the microfading one. Same as what I enjoyed last year, seeing talks on things that I wouldn't have come across otherwise, that is kind of within the conservation heritage field, but not within my specific remit. I think I've enjoyed the camaraderie, young and old, researchers, practitioners, industry talking to each other, fantastic presentations, really good research. There have been some really good talks, most of them I could understand, which is quite good at my age. The posters are really good as well. We've got a couple here that are really interesting. I really like the diversity of the programme. I think the students have done a phenomenal job this year. The conference really well organised and I love the variety of workshops that were on offer. I think that's really innovative and that's where other conference organisers should really learn from you. I enjoyed the introduction talk. I like the presentation, I like the, the whole spirit of the conference to engage citizens and make a public awareness about what you're doing in conservation and uh, democratization of uh, digital heritage. And how does your own work bridge the gap between the arts and the sciences? There's certainly crossover between science and practical bench and preventative conservation. The research I do is mainly based around corrosion for the Royal Armouries and particular interest is in coatings and how they react when combined with moisture. But I tend to take the view that preventative conservation is a tool to be used to increase the length of time before we have to bring objects back into the workshop for interventive work. Well, I work at the radiocarbon dating lab and we use a scientific technique to help people, well, archaeologists, I don't know if archaeologists consider themselves 
arts or sciences nowadays, but we're using a scientific technique and applying it to what traditionally was an art subject. I guess the crucial area is to try to find ways of representing my results that are both uh, scientifically significant and understandable by uh, curators and conservators. Well, as a preventive conservation, I've been working in the museum in works related to dust ingress, so I had to read a lot of scientific papers, so to speak, to understand a bit how it was entering the museum and stuff like that. I do colour and lighting stuff in museums, so I look at colour appearance of objects and I look at museum lighting guidelines. Yeah, that's what I bring to the party. Well, I have a strange kind of background. So I started off in arts and humanities and then moved across to conservation and then to environmental engineering. So I like the multiple choice that I can get from a conference like this, where it touches different parts of my research history. But also, I'm particularly interested at the moment on the effect of climate change. So anything that is to do with environmental impact on cultural heritage, I just go for. So I deal very much with curatorial staff, conservation staff. So they're my, if you like, clients and I have to understand what they're saying in a kind of humanities way. And then I do quite complex science. I have to understand and also talk to scientists about. So I'm quite lucky because I have degrees in chemistry and English medieval studies. So I've got a foot in both camps. I guess what I've enjoyed in my research most recently is in making arts and humanities and sciences work together. So for example in the materials research that I do I frequently engage audiences to see how they feel about changes in heritage in collections or in sites and I feel that that's where heritage science should do more work, looking at how we engage the public in our research. My first degree was in mathematics and then I did a master's degree in design of interactive products and systems and I'm dealing now with the concept of reusing digital heritage assets in other domains such as education and creative industry. And finally, if you could have any object from a museum in your home, what would it be and where would you put it? There's a painting in the Oxford Library that my father used to take me to see. I think it's called When Did You Last See Your Father? It's a very sad painting, but just the early memories of coming to Oxford with my father has a great deal of nostalgia for me, so I think I'd choose that painting. Oh wow, this is a completely unethical question. Uh, I would discourage anyone from taking anything from a museum. I don't know, maybe the Rosetta Stone from the British Museum. And I put it outside the front of my house so that everyone else could look at it. It would be the uh, Mary Rose and I would use it as my roof. <laughs> well, it would be quite a leaky roof, admittedly. The bed of wear at the Vienna, yeah, okay. in my room because it looks very comfy. Yeah, and yeah. you just sleep on it? Just sleep on it. Is it's it size? It's bigger. It's bigger. Yeah. It's huge. There's a really nice boat museum in France. I'd probably have one of their really nice old boats. I live on a boat. I would have another boat as my museum object of choice. I think it would be a piece of conceptual art that I saw at the Switch House on Saturday, which is the Tate New Extension, and I would want it in my library. 
It's like my treasure, and it would be right in the middle of my lounge. I love it. Every time I go to the British Museum, I go and see something who treasure. I don't think I'd want that. I No, nothing at all. I'm happy with objects in the museums. I'm happy for others to be able to see those objects. I have objects in my home that I hold dear because of my own personal reasons, but uh, objects that are of a broader social value should be in museums for everyone to see. If I turn that question around then, if you could live in any museum, which museum would you live in? That's a trick question. <laughs> I tend to like small museums and I tend to like museums where you're not completely overwhelmed with collections and displays. So a museum where I recently worked in and I really enjoyed was the Freud Museum in North London. I would choose something like really, really soft paper aged years ago. I wish I could smell it. I wish it could have that smell that old paper does. Thank you for listening to the special edition of the Heritage Science Podcast brought to you from the CEHA Conference 2016 at the University of Oxford. We send out a massive thank you to all the organisers of the event and for everyone who attended and was willing to answer all of our questions during the day. We look forward to welcoming you next year to the 2017 conference at the University of Brighton. We hope you enjoyed this. Thank you. The Heritage Science Podcast is brought to you by the EPSRC Centre for Doctoral Training in Science and Engineering in Arts, Heritage and Archaeology, produced in collaboration with the University College London's Digital Media Department. If you have any comments or suggestions about the show, contact us via Twitter at SeeHerCDT, that's S-E-A-H-A-C-D-T, or using the hashtag HSPodcast. Alternatively, please email us using the address seeher-manager at ucl.ac.uk or through the website www.seeher-cdt.ac.uk.